Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary Day 133. It's now been three years, two months, and 16 days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. Wowzer, I'm proud to be back up the mountain for the third week in a row for our third reboot episode. You know, it takes about three to four weeks to create a habit, so hopefully my hiking will get back to being a regular habit for me, and listening and commenting will get to be a habit for you. Today's show is a ping pong of emotions for me, as our theme is gratitude and discouragement. After we listen to our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, and I share what I'm letting go of today, We'll catch up with some thoughts from the BCs who reached out since our last show. Say howdy to new BC Lucy. Have a few moments of heartfelt gratitude, which also handily remind me to make a few announcements. And then I'll share some of a common conversation between BC Mary S. and me that zinged me into my own truth about discouragement and also shed some light on how I've been dealing with my eating lately. So stay tuned, BCs, while we listen to Josh and then I'll let you know what I'm letting go of today. But I'm letting go, I'm letting go. It's a history that never really grows. I'm letting go, I'm letting go. It's a silent wind that never Josh, I'm really glad that I had this moment to sit and listen to that inspirational snippet because today's letting go is really kind of tough for me. Anyway, let's move on with it. What I'm going to let go of today is tying wishing to discouragement. That's right, wishing to discouragement. Now, oftentimes when events don't go as I would like, I fall into wishing things were different. And this can add to a negative view and it can stop in its tracks any positive action. To explain a little better, let's start with a common example for those of us with eating issues. Let's say we eat some unplanned cake or fill in the blank for you. I will then list all of the reasons in my head over and over and over and over that I wish I had not eaten that cake. I wish I hadn't eaten that cake as I'm a failure. I'll get fatter. I've blown my streak of not eating sweets. Now I won't have calories for dinner. I'm sure it went right to my ass. I'm an idiot, etc., etc., etc. Now, I learned a really cool catchphrase that you can add to any negative thought, and it is, but I won't let that discourage me. And let's see what happens. I wish I hadn't been eating that cake, but I won't let it discourage me. Huh, if I won't let that discourage me, what does that mean? It means if part of my goal in life was not to eat cake all the time, (laughs) maybe I'll just remind myself, huh, next time I'll think not to do that or consider it a little further or think, is that cake like the best cake in the entire world and I truly, truly want to bite? Am I really hungry? Do I want to eat something else? You know? Or if I won't let it discourage me, maybe I'll think, okay, I ate some cake. So what? Let's just move on with our life and behave in the very next moment 
as I would like. So as you can see, a lot of times when we say, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I hadn't hurt their feelings. Oh, I wish I hadn't, you know, done this, or I wish this hadn't happened, or I wish I hadn't caught a cold right before I was going to this show, which happened to me, by the way. <laughs> I caught such a bad cold, I couldn't go to the Pantages one time and had to give my tickets away to friends. But the positive thing was, at least I gave my tickets away to friends, right? And they got to see the show. But a lot of times, negative things that either we perceive that we have done or not done, or it rains, or life in general does something negative to us. And we say, oh, I wish that didn't happen. And then we list in our mind, at least I do, all of the things that are screwed up because of that negative action or thought. And as we discussed last time, what you think about tends to replicate, okay? It grows bigger, we focus on it, because seriously, if you focus on all the positive things in your life, you start to notice all these positive things. But if you focus on the negative things, that's what you start to notice. Look at all these negative things. Oh, I'm stuck in traffic again, versus, oh, look, that guy let me into the lane. Or, yay, my car is still running, that's cool. I don't have to spend money today on, you know, fixing the car, or any other hundred of the million things. Now, cake and traffic and stuff like that, that's easy to talk about. But in fact, I've really been heart searching about whether to share these feelings with you about a particular example, because my stuff is frankly my stuff and not your responsibility. However, I decided to risk it because all feelings are valid and to the one feeling them, including moi. And not only do I enjoy being real with you all, I find that often my messiest emotions are the ones that help someone else cope in their lives too. And it was one recent moment of unexpected gratitude that really got me to pondering on today's topic. And it really is more personal than most. So Lori, it's time to be brave. First, the moment of unexpected gratitude. Recently, BC Karen wrote to me via the contact form on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com about the loss of my mom that I told you about on my big fat update show of day 130. Karen writes, it was so nice to get an update. I'm sorry for your loss, but so glad you listened to the still small voice that told you to go. I wish you big success in your voiceovers and hope you give us updates from time to time as I enjoy you and am encouraged by your story. I'm happy when you share what you learned. Thank you, Karen. Karen, you have no idea how much this letter meant to me. I still get so lost in grief and my identity feels at times like it's uh, fading in and out, like I'm looking up and out of a deep pool. Human connection is so special and so helpful at times like these. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm. Now, having said that, I know that you BCs know that I love it to get comments and calls on the Bravery Hotline. I just love to have that interaction and that conversation. In fact, that's what is most important to me about Compulsive Overeating Diary even though I get a lot, a lot of benefit just sitting here and talking out here on top of the mountain and thinking things through. I mean, I honestly do. Even if nobody ever again, ever commented, ever called, ever did anything that way, didn't communicate with me. If I just sat here and recorded into my trusty Roland 05 recorder 
and listened on my way down the mountain like I do, I would still get a lot of good. Because for me, talking is how I communicate most easily and how I order my thoughts the best. That's just how it goes. And on a practical level, I also understand that UBCs are very busy, have your own lives, and as a matter of fact, I had told you in day 120, the big finale show, this is it, goodbye, we're done. And I will give you an update from time to time. Okay, so I had said that. And I saw the listenership went down just slightly because I can see the number of downloads for the update shows. Really, listenership didn't go down significantly, but comments sure as heck did. And for most of the shows, I just shrugged my shoulders. Oh, okay, well, whatever. They've moved on. And, you know, I was a little disappointed here and there when I introduced new BCs and we didn't get support for them. But I thought, to be fair, Lori, <laughs> you stopped the regular show, right? BCs are busy. But in show 130, when I shared with you all the loss of my mother and my best news yet about my voiceover dream, in addition to introducing several new BCs and then writing out their little snippets on the show notes to make it easy for you to say hi to them, I felt pretty devastated with all of those wish feelings when Sue from the UK and Donnie were pretty much it. That was pretty much it. Though to be fair, a lot of BCs who follow me on Facebook on my personal page at the time of my mother's passing did leave me messages of support. So it isn't that. And it really isn't about you guys and whether you commented or not. It's about how I felt about that situation. And I've said in prior shows when I'm whining and complaining, oh no, there's no comments or whatever. It really, and I want you to hear me now, BCs, don't feel ashamed about whether you did or didn't comment or will comment or anything like that. It's honestly not about that. It's to let you know that in that moment, because of my, let's say, fragile emotional <laughs> feelings, how I really was a ping pong ball, because there was like, oh my God, my mom died. And oh my God, a voiceover agent wants me to be on their roster. Oh my God, I'm really a voiceover person. Wow. Those twin things were like so overwhelming. I was really wishing that BCs would come back to that show and say something. To say, hey Lori, we're still out here. We're so happy for you on the one hand and we're so sorry about the other. Just as Karen did, just now, right? That's what I was hoping for. I had an expectation and other letting go segments we've talked about. Get rid of those expectations, boy, because they can sure bite you in the ass. But in this case, I was wishing, oh, I wish those BCs had, you know, answered and because it means that they don't really care or it means that, you know, I'm really an ego seeking idiot and they can see right through me or, you know, just fill in the blank. I really let myself go into a negative stew at that one. And on day 130, my intention was, that's it. Nobody really cares about compulsive overeating diaries, so I should just pull down this show. But an interesting thing happened between that intention and what I'm doing right now, which is making new shows. Several BCs, new BCs, started finding the show, 
the old shows and going through them. They started writing me and letting me know and calling me and letting me know how much the old shows were helping them and how much hearing from other BCs was helping them. And I thought, huh, this show as is is doing a lot of good in the world. So even though I wish the BCs had commented for me personally on day 130, I won't let that discourage me. I will accept that the show does good, however it's going to do good, and that the BCs in the world who will benefit from this show will find it. And those BCs who would benefit by having a conversation with me in some manner will do so. I trust that those of you who have something to say to me will. And if you don't, that's okay, because I'm not going to let that discourage me. Wow. When I started up the show again, it was because I had a lot of things going on in my mind that I thought it would do me good to speak about, to talk through, as I said earlier. The way that I think things through is I talk. A lot of times the things that you're hearing are the first time that I'm hearing it. I'm going like, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> I didn't know I thought that way. Or what kind of crazy thought is that? Let's reframe that to something more positive. I saw that with my crazy, wacky life of late, that I needed some structure in getting clarity and getting my thoughts back in order. I also needed a little more regular exercise, to be truth be told. <laughs> because one thing about voiceover work, going to the studio or sitting in your, by your mic and recording auditions all day is not very good exercise. So even though I've been trying to do like 30 minutes of yoga or that type of thing every day, I haven't been on the bike, I haven't been out walking. So I thought, hmm, I can kill two birds with one stone. I can get some clarity about this tumble of emotions that's been going through me. And I can get some regular exercise and just plan once a week that I will hike up the mountain and talk to you. So that's a win for me. So the main reason I'm letting you know how disappointed I felt, again, is not to make you feel badly or to feel compelled to do anything, is to share that sometimes life can give us a blow that we feel very, very badly about. And that happened to be one for me. I know you have your own blows that happen in your life that makes you feel really, really badly. And you wish things were different. So for today, BCs, let's make a pact that when things happen that are negative and we wish were different, we'll try to say, I wish that hadn't happened, but I won't let it discourage me. Let's move away from those discouraging moments into pure gratitude. A great moment of gratitude came when BC Susie left me a lovely encouraging call on the Bravery Hotline. It was a private encouragement that she didn't want me to put on the show, but I wanted to take this moment, Susie, to send you a smooch so you will know how much it meant to me. 
Thank you so much. Here it comes. I'm also totally grateful for the interesting comments from BC Rabbit, love that name, Donnie and Mary S. Last week, I asked if you BCs would like me to start a reading recommendation list on CompulsiveOverreadingDiary.com. Rabbit, who shared Anne of Green Gables as a reading recommendation on day 132, writes, I would love to know what others are reading and insights gained from it, or has great storytelling and heartwarming, even if you've read it a hundred times, and then also says, oops, forgot to add I'm also a creative. Here's my reply. Hi, Rabbit. Another young adult series I read about once per year is The Chronicles of Prydain by Lloyd Alexander. It's based in Welsh legend and a five-book young adult hero's journey with heart and great characters. I feel like I'm in the company of brave companions as I reread these adventures and cheer them along every time. P.S. Somehow, I'm not surprised that Rabbit is a creative bunny. What would you like to create? Then Mary S. tells us again about a book she found really valuable in her journey. She says, As for books, Eating Less by Jillian Riley is superb. I took her webinar class too, and I enjoyed it. So, BCs, how about you? Please post or call the Bravery Hotline and let us know what books or stories you love and would recommend. If we get enough recommendations over the next several weeks, I'll go ahead and build a page for it. I'm also grateful that our newest BC, Lucy, spelled with an I-E at the end, pops into CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com and writes, I love your podcast too. Your story feels a lot like mine, and I'm so happy to hear your thoughts and struggles and victories. I'm feeling less alone. Thanks. My reply, Hi, Lucy. Hooray! I'm so glad you enjoy the show. You are not alone, and I crown you new BC Lucky Lucy, as I accidentally just wrote Lucky instead of Lucy, and that made me laugh. Hope you like your nickname, but feel free to let me know if you prefer not. I'd love to hear more about your story as you feel comfortable sharing it. XOXOXO. Then BC's I had to laugh at Donnie's take on my gratitude example last show from when I was cooking. She says, As always, such a lovely meetup we've had. Super fun. I sure love hearing your goings on. I must admit, as I was listening, hearing you so elaborately describing the onions and observing all the bowls of chopped this and cubed that and lamenting on gratefulness, I seriously kept waiting for you to drop the ball of horror of all the dishes and mess you made and would have to clean up, in my humble opinion. (laughs) I giggled out loud when it didn't come. You stuck to your gratefulness, laughing out loud. Love the show and our new friends. I said, laugh out loud, Donnie gal. I wasn't even thinking of my dusty house of horrors during that story. But you are right. Some of the pens are still soaking. Huh. Clean the house? Go hiking. Guess which one I picked. Anyway, thanks again for the springtime foolish fun. Really made me giggle. Then I was surprised and super grateful when BC Mary S., who saved the day last week by letting me know that somehow comments on the blog have been inadvertently closed, not only wrote me quite a lot and gave me a lot to ponder, but also joined our coffee clatch. That's the group that buys me virtual cups of coffee via the button on CompulsiveOverEatingDiary.com in order to help financially support the show. When I closed regular production down after day 120, I let all my regular coffee clatch supporters know to stop payments as my expenses were now so reduced. And it didn't even occur to me to tell you all that I would appreciate the coffee again. When I started back up, it did add to my cost, so it made the gift even more special. So here's a smoocheroo for you, Mary. Mm-hmm. So BCs, coffee clatchers old and new, if you'd like to financially help support the podcast, you can join the coffee clatch like Mary, or if you are an Amazon shopper of the USA, 
you can click through the Compulsive Overeating Diary Amazon link from the blog before you buy something. That way, the show gets a small commission, and it doesn't make your price any higher. One last practical item that Mary S. reminded me of before we jump into our deep comment conversation that triggered me about my eating, she asked if there was a way to send me physical items. There is. On the contact page of CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com is my P.O. Box address. Not only can you send cards and letters, but if you have a mind, you can send packages. Here are some of the cool items from BC's in the past for which I am eternally grateful. Amy in Wisconsin sent me a gorgeous quilt, which is still on my bed. Fiona sent me her first CD, which is still on my playlist. And BC Suzanne made me a wonderful tiara that spells out the word brave for one of my birthdays, which I still wear when I'm recording voice auditions. Word of advice though, if you send a package, drop me a line as I don't check the P.O. box as regularly as I might. Wrapping up our time together on the mountain, I wanted to share some snippets from the comment conversation Mary S. and I had that illustrates some of what I've been dealing with eating-wise and how I keep discouragement at bay. Mary writes, Hi there, I'm glad I helped you figure out the comments, haha. Yes, technology drives me nuts sometimes too. I'm glad it was figured out though. Oh goodness, when you asked us how we can thank ourselves, I drew a blank and that made me think. And the only thing I could say was, thanks Mary for not ever giving up. But even trying to give myself that, it didn't seem good enough. Ever since I quit weighing myself in July and started to eat a bit more intuitively, and I've gained a bit of weight from hurting my foot, I feel like a person that is carrying a stack of important items and keeps dropping them. Like, I do positive things I know are changing my attitude about me, my self-esteem, but because I've been wound so tight for so long, I find myself gasping once in a while from giving up the control, and the old thoughts creep in. Maybe you should fast. Maybe you should do keto. Maybe you should weigh yourself. I know it's because I've lost control of working out, especially cycling, which I love, which has taken away my mental release. So these last five months have been awful. Has anyone else felt that way? Well, BCs, if you felt that way too, I know Mary S. would love to hear about it on today's show notes. But you know as a fact that I have felt that way. So I thought long and hard about revealing my thoughts on the matter. But I decided to go ahead and share it with her, and now I'm sharing it with you. As to feeling wound up tightly as you learn to give up the control, I so feel you, sister. I don't know if you've gotten to my bikini disappointment show yet, but after doing back-to-back Body for Life challenges, I developed a frozen shoulder. Sounds funny, but it is no joke. I literally could not work out in any way for more than a year and lived in pain and in physical therapy three times weekly. I went from buff gym rat to slushy, pain-filled, despondent couch potato almost overnight. It was so tough to deal with physically but even worse, emotionally. I felt overwhelmed and hopeless and like, what is the use of trying? But in the end, I did my therapy exercises, no mean feat as they were very, very, very painful, to regain mobility and probably did another like 16 diets. Try simple, small ways to thank yourself, like thanks for making coffee today, if you drink it, or thanks for wearing that shirt I like, or thanks for posting to Lori, any and everything you can think of until it feels more like a habit to notice the good things you do. Believe me, 
I get how hard that is. But we truly do grow what we notice. Notice good things you accomplish and confidence and self-love grows. And for me, when I feel love, the need for tight control lessens and peace blossoms. Thanks for writing and calling and all you've done to share and support the BCs and me. Then Mary replied, Thank you for your story. It helps to hear it more than you know. I literally almost cried. They don't really know what is wrong with my foot. So this is a huge issue with me too. I just want them to figure it out and for me to fix it. But obviously, it's a waiting game. Knowing someone with compulsive overeating that also was working out and had to wait a year, gulp, to work out again, wow, that made me feel better and so not alone. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Okay, BCs, now get ready for it. I'm telling you, get ready for it. Here it comes, here it comes, the question that zinged me into some deep and close-to-home pondering. Lori, did you ever feel like you were feeling crazy giving up the scale and a diet you track? Like it has boosted my self-esteem a lot, but every once in a while, I'm like, gasp, maybe I should go back to it. It must be a control issue. It has to be. I wonder how many of us BCs are perfectionistic control freaks. I bet a lot. I guess it's a process. I'm also impatient, so that doesn't help. Ha <laughs> ha! My answer. Yes, I still have these thoughts from time to time. Intuitive eating is not easy, especially if you've been rooted in diet mentality and the assumption, like me, that to be thin is to be good. Now, don't get me wrong. There really isn't anything wrong, in my humble opinion, with having a body shape-based goal. However, in my case, it was never, ever just about my body. My self-image as a valid person was entwined with my weight, as you will hear over and over and over again as you go through the rest of the main show's original episodes. I actually kind of went screaming and kicking into intuitive eating as I wanted to lose weight. I wanted my show to be a Cinderella story of thinly ever after. Part of the reason I stopped the show was I felt like such a failure for staying fat. I gained a lot of weight, first from IE, and then when my mom died, and I ate my grief silly. Even though I knew dang well what I was up to, I plain didn't care. Then I woke up one day even higher than when Compulsive Overeating Diary began, and I truly felt like a crazy idiot. What had I done again? But this time, all of my experience with intuitive eating allowed me to separate out the two things. I had eaten to deal with the pain because the death of my mother was so primal that I reverted to my primary coping method, and it punished me for all I regretted, and it made me feel close to my mom at the same time since we shared the disorder, but it didn't make me happy for long. In fact, I wasn't happy at all. Chips cannot hug you or love you no matter what. So slowly I let those robot aliens go again and focused on my friends and family and getting my love needs met as best I could, still in grief. As time went on, I thought I needed a little structure to my eating again. So in my day-to-day, -day, I modeled my eating after a plan I hadn't minded, but using only foods I love and with the difference that if I was hungry, I would eat. If I was out socially, I would not deny myself what others were eating. I would start to pay attention again and eat mindfully. Even the thought of this structure terrified me that I was right back down the rabbit hole of disordered thinking. But I did a lot of breathing and choosing and allowing myself to decide without judgment. 
and eventually I didn't need my plan anymore and reverted back to intuitive eating and was able to feel my hunger and satisfaction once again. This has allowed me over the last several months to drop back down to where I was when I started intuitive eating in the first place. I tell you this and admit this to all you BCs, not to advise you to diet, but to let you know that day to day we need to focus on what serves us best. I still need to deal with life without depending on food and diet thoughts more than I need to be thin. I had to learn to let go of thin even though it had been my highest, highest dream. Even so, if medically I needed to follow a diet, I would. And at this point in time, I am getting better and better and better as feeling great as a person no matter what I weigh. I still would enjoy being smaller, as smaller is convenient, and easier to haul around hiking and biking. But that is my body, and not who I am. I hope this makes sense and doesn't discourage you. I.e. isn't a fast or slam dunk to thinner. It is a method to overcome disordered food and body issues that may lead to thinner body. But for me, all of my diets have been temporary and painful. So it has been worth it for me to use intuitive eating as a way to reclaim my emotional life. All I can say is try your best to pay attention to your wants and needs and which decisions lead to more joy and peace and which decisions lead to pain and chaos. This will go a long way in helping you figure out the path for you. XOXOXO. And I have to tell you, BCs, that I need to put myself on the bravery report for sharing all of my confused feelings with you today. I just want to make double sure that you know I am just a human being. I am certainly not perfect or living a magical life. (laughs) The magic that I have comes from sharing with you and knowing that no matter how discouraged I might feel from time to time, Whether I hear from you or not, you have my back. So until next time, BCs, remember, when circumstances are challenging you, to tell yourself, I won't let that discourage me. Take care, everybody, because I really, 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 really care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. There I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin.